Hello, friends. It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Inside the Writer's Cafe podcast. I'm Cheryl Nason, and our podcast brings you wonderful authors talking about themselves and their latest work. Joining me today is an absolutely amazing woman, Dr. Goski Alabi. She's here to talk about her book, Leadership Makes the Difference, But Leaders Matter, Leadership Theories and Practices for the 21st Century. Professor Alabe's credentials are both extensive as well as being impressive. She is an academic, a practitioner, and an accomplished entrepreneur with more than 15 years of experience in academia, consultancy, and regulation. She combines and brings her experiences from the regulatory field, industry, consultancy, and academia, as well as her experiences on several public, private, and international boards and committees. Dr. Alabe is one of Africa's leading full professors in total quality management, as well as being a scholar in leadership. She's president of the African Council on Distance Education, chair of the African Network for Internationalization of Education, founder and consulting president of Lawe University College, founding dean of the School of Graduate Studies of the University of Professional Studies, ACRA, member of the ISO Committee on Consumer Policy, four times national delegate to the World Health Assembly, member of the National Codex Committee, a certified member of the Europe Africa Caribbean Liaison Committee, as well as being the keynote speaker at the prestigious Oxford University's Sir David Watson Memorial Lecture at the Human Welfare Conference. And those are just a few of the highlights. Dr. Alabe, it is such a privilege and a pleasure to welcome you to Inside the Writer's Cafe podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you very much. The pleasure is mine. You know, I was hooked the moment I read the title of your book, Leadership Makes the Difference, But Leaders Matter. It occurs to me that every book has two stories. The first story is the one that the author shares with the reader as they read the book. But there's always a story behind the book. There's always a way that the book was developed or given birth to, if you will. What's the story behind Leaders Make the Difference, But Leaders Matter? Thank you very much. Um, I think that the book was born out of teaching. I have been teaching um, in the past eight, nine years the master's students on, on on the leadership program at the University of Professional Studies. And one thing I noted was that oftentimes it is presumed when we talk about leadership that it's all about the leader. It is what the leader does. And therefore, when there is success in terms of leadership, we attribute it more or less to the leader. And when there is failure, we say, oh, the leadership, the leadership 
when we actually might be referring to the leader. I didn't realize that there is a key difference between leaders and leadership. Whereas leaders are individuals who may have their own vision and agenda, leadership is about people. It is about what people do together to accomplish what they have collectively agreed to accomplish. And therefore, leadership, it's not an individual task. It is a process that involves people. It involves the leaders and the members. And in some situations, the leaders, the members, and the followers. I think that that is a totally unique way to look at leadership. I'd never thought about it in those terms until I started to read your book. And yet, when you start to talk about the whole idea, it just makes perfect sense. And I thought to myself, why have I not thought about this before? Because the personal element is really so important. Would you agree? Absolutely. And that's where the trust is built. That's where the power is, and that's where the trust is built. Yes. So let's give an overview of some of the ideas in the book. So first of all, I started the book by doing a kind of introspection of Africa's developmental status because I I am an African and I'm writing the book though from an international perspective more or less situated in the African context because leadership is more or less defined by context as well as the people. So from the African development context, I realized that Africa is not as developed as it ought to be, irrespective of the abundance of resources that it possesses. And therefore, the question is why? And I know that oftentimes we blame a lot of people or we blame other people generally when things don't work out the way they ought to for us, we find it difficult to take responsibility for our own actions and inactions. In the context of African leadership, I realize that we, the people, are always blaming our leaders for our developmental slowness. Rather than blame ourselves collectively, Another thing I observed is that oftentimes we're blaming the colonial or colonialism and imperialism and saying that they are the major reasons for our developmental slowness. But the question that I asked in this book was, first of all, what was Africa's 
vision collectively before the arrival of the slave masters. Secondly, what was the African people doing with the numerous resources that the continent possesses before the arrival of the slave masters? What did we, those who were left behind, do with the enormous resources that we have after our people had been taken away by the slave masters? And what are we currently, those of us left behind, what are we currently doing together to ensure that we achieve our desired aspirations? So it is for me about leadership and not just about our leaders, even though they matter very much. It is about leadership because leadership is what leaders and the people do together in a given context to achieve their own goals and aspirations. So it isn't only our leaders that may be failing us, but it is we as a collective, all of us being part of the leadership process of Africa that had failed ourselves. And so to expand this, I started to interrogate the entire leadership theories and literature and the kind of perspective that had been created about leadership over the years, both from the West and the East, and then situate that within our own context. And this is how I developed this book with a lot of practical examples and cases as well. That is the main background to this book. I found myself... As you were talking, I'm sure you could hear me shaking my head. <laughs> I, was, I was shaking my head with everything that you said. I think that you bring such a unique perspective because you have not only the educational perspective, you have experience in the field, in industry. Let's face it, the theory is one thing. The application yep. is another thing. And the, the thing that, the way that your credentials fit together so perfectly for the ideas that you just espoused, I think is just amazing because I don't think, even though your focus is Africa, I am in the United States and I'm sitting here shaking my head because I'm agreeing with everything that you're saying. Isn't, isn't that interesting? It is very interesting. It just seems to me that this is international. It seems that your ideas and the way that you have looked at this is just such a broad international perspective that this book would be valuable to anyone in business and industry. Yes. Any, anyone who finds themselves in a leadership position... Because I think sometimes, you know, I've worked in, I've done some sort of varied 
things in my background as well. And I've done, I've worked in, in private industry and major corporations, but I've also worked in the public sector. And when I look at leadership and I think about some of the people that I worked with and that I worked for, mm-hmm. it, it almost seems that when people are promoted through the ranks, and I just did an air mm-hmm. quotes with both of my fingers, with my fingers, when they reach that a certain level, they forget what it's like to do the real work, again, air quotes, below what it was like to be a real worker because they get absorbed yeah. in the idea of leadership. Do, do you agree? Do you find that as well? Yes, I do. And, you know, it's all about in my opinion, the concept of leadership, how we perceive it in our minds. A lot of the time, some of us think that leadership is about position, you know? Yes, positional leadership. And not, yes, and not about creating value to share, you know? And because we think about it more sometimes as a position, we become so much concerned with the position than with doing the actual act or task of leadership. That is making sure that everybody is on board the vision to ensure that there is a collective ownership and involvement in the vision to achieve the goals that people have agreed to be bound by. And I also noted that we work in a lot of silos, whether in the organization or sometimes even in our homes or at the level of a political party or even at the level of national governance. We feel that it is about a few and not all the people. I could not agree and with that, that more. <laughs> yes, you know. So rather than focus on making sure that first, do we know what the vision is? Do we know what everybody is trying to achieve here? We focus on other things. We really don't care whether everybody is aware of what we are all trying to achieve. And I think that is the fundamental error that a lot of us make in leadership. And I keep saying that leadership for me begins with an idea that is well communicated. Good. Which some people would call the vision. When this idea is well communicated, the next thing is how do we get the right people to make it happen? Then the next thing will be how do we mobilize the resources to make it happen? Then the next thing would be, how do we provide accountability for what is happening? And how do we know that what we are doing works so we can improve? This is, in my opinion, what leadership should be about. And I think the underlying value is trust. If there is no real trust, 
then the core of everything seems to me to be rotten and it won't work. What do you think? I mean, that's why um, I think in page 35 of my book, I talk about the the role of power and authority in leadership. And I did say that the most potent source of power is trust. It is the most potent source of power. I identified quite a number of sources of power in leadership. It could be positional power, resource power, expertise power, information power, associate power, the power that people derive from associating with other people. It could be social capital or connection power. It could be the power of promise. It could be relational power. It could be reward power. It could be political power. It could be personality or charismatic power. In all of this, the most potent of them all is trust power. It's trust. The moment people lose trust in you, the rest whether it is information power or it is associate power or it's relational power or it's, you know, power of promise. The moment people lose trust, all these sources of power become weakened and undermined. You are fascinating. I love talking to you, the ideas in the book, and I hear the passion in your voice. I find that so invigorating, and I love the ideas that you've put forth in this book. I know that we have our listeners' attention, and they're saying, okay, okay, stop talking. Tell me where I can find this book. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. The book is on Amazon, so let me give you, the listener, some specific titles, and let me do some spelling. The specific title of the book is, I love, Leadership Makes the Difference, But Leaders Matter, colon, Leadership Theories and Practices for the 21st Century by Professor Dr. Mrs. Goski Alabe. Now, let me spell her name for you. Goski, G-O-S-K-I, Alabe, A-L-A-B-I. When you go to Amazon, there's, if you've never done this before, there's a, a search box. There's a big sort of a light gray box, and then there's a little drop-down menu. Make sure on the drop-down menu that you go down to books so that when you do your search, you will be searching the books. Type in the title, click on it, and the book will come right up, and you will see a representation of the cover. On the right-hand side of that representation of the cover, you'll see two words sort of up above the the book itself. It says, look inside. 
I didn't understand for a long time what that meant. All you have to do is put your cursor on those two words, give it a little click, and the book will open. And you will be able to read Dr. Alabe's captivating words and ideas. You'll see a, a nice, nice excerpt of the book. You'll also see how you can order it, the different formats that are available, and you can order it right there on that page. Now, I know that some of our listeners would prefer to order the book a little more directly. So, Dr. Alabe, where else could they find the book besides Amazon? It is in Barnes & Noble. You could also find it at Author House Bookshop and a lot more um, sources. Once you do a search of the book online, you would find all the sources where you could buy them directly from. If they just put your name in, probably on, in Google, and clicked on Google, it would bring up all kinds of places that the book are ava- books available, both in Europe and the United States and Africa. Yes, yes, please. Now you have a website. Let's give our listeners the website address so they know where to find you. Yes, they could find me um, in two places. The first would be the lawa.edu.gh, that is the university that I founded. It's spelled L-A-W-E-H dot E-D-U dot G-H. Or they could find me at professorgoskialabi.org. That website is under reconstruction at the moment, but I'm sure they could still find it. These are the two places where they could find me on the web. In addition, my Facebook is Goski Alabi, um, just my name, and you could find me on Facebook. The same is Alabi underscore Goski at Twitter for Twitter. And for Instagram, it's also my name. So you could get me on all of these web pages or social media platforms as well as LinkedIn. Perfect. Now, on your website, this is not your first book. You've written several books. And if our listeners wanted to know more about the other books that you've written, Give me a little overview of what they would find about them on your website. Yes. And so I have another book. It's in fact my most latest book. It's entitled The Four Capitals for Success. It's a personal leadership guide. And it can also be found on Amazon. It can be found at Auto House Bookshop and Barnes & Nobles as well, and in many other bookshops around the globe. It is, for now, my favorite book because it is so personal, it is so practical at the personal level, and it talks about the four capitals which, in my opinion, could help achieve success in life. And they are One, the personal capital. Two, the human capital. Three, the social capital. And four, the spiritual capital. 
And so I describe each of these um, sources of capital and how we can enhance them or develop them to ensure personal success in life. Um, it seems in my opinion... To, it, it seems to me that yes. that rolls in with leadership makes the difference as well. Yes, it does. It does. I didn't mean it to interrupt. Has a lot of, yes, you need to grab a copy of that book. It's really very interesting because the book acknowledges that there is no formula in life for per- personal success. There is no defined or established set of principles that could um, ensure that one is successful. Each person's path is different. But then I acknowledge that when you look at many successful people and read around, you know, theories about leadership and success, some key skills come to bear. And those are, one, your personal skills, your understanding of yourself, who you are, what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are, and what makes you unique as an individual. And the belief that no one in this life can ever replace you because you are as unique as your opportunities and also your own purpose in life. Each of us have a very unique purpose in life. And until we locate that and align our strengths to it and manage our weaknesses, we can only at best believe in other people's lives and not our own. It includes our personal values and understanding what those personal values are. Then the human capital is what puts food on the table for you. Your human skills is the qualifications and competences and the attitude that we have. Then the social capital is who you know, who knows you. Because it is, it is a matter of reciprocity of who knows and remembers you and is ready to make a sacrifice for you because they know that when they are in need, you can also be there to do that for them. And how we develop social capital, not just relationships, but relationships that we consider to be investments for our good and the good of other people. Is what the book talks about. Then the spiritual capital has to do with our ability to withstand the challenges that life throws at us and what it takes to be able to cope with the uncertainties and the tribulations of life. It's the spiritual capital. You are so interesting. Oh, you are so interesting. Go ahead. That is my most latest book. My third book is entitled the the it is entitled the um it's my most common book. Why can't I remember the name? 
it is managing for excellence in the 21st century, the total quality approach. It appeared in the New York Times, I think, in 2016 or 2017. So that is also another phenomenal book, Managing for Excellence in the 21st Century, the Total Quality Approach. You and I could talk for hours. You are so interesting. I you, I just love listening to your ideas. I'm sure in your classroom you must hold your students absolutely in your thrall for the whole time they're in your class. It's it would just be so interesting to hear you in person. We've talked about Thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. We've talked about your book. We've talked about the ideas. We've talked about a lot. Our listeners are probably thinking to themselves, what do I really, when I read Dr. Gosky's book, what do I take away from her book? What's the main idea, Dr. Alabe, that you want the person who becomes a reader after they've listened to us? They sit down, they start to read your book. This is not a book that they'll read like a romance novel. They will not read this from the beginning to the end. They will read your book, they'll put it down and think about it and think how they can adapt this to their own lives. And then they'll pick it back up and they'll read more and they'll think the same way. Their intellect will be enlarged, I think, by your book. If you could look this person in the eye, the reader and say to them, this is the main thing I want you to take away from my book. What would you say to them? I think I would say leadership is about creating value for yourself and others. It is about people and not just an individual. That leadership happens at various levels. First is the personal level, then the team level, then the corporate level, then the national level or global level. However, every type of leadership, whether global or personal leadership, begins with an idea about creating value or making a difference. Leadership is about making a difference through your ideas and working with people. Thank you so much for being my guest today on Inside the Writer's Cafe. It has just been instructive, I, I can't think of all the adjectives that I would like to use. I have just enjoyed our conversation so very much. You've given me personally a lot to think about, and I know you have our listeners. I really appreciate you being my guest today on Inside the Writer's Cafe podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been a great pleasure. Now, remember, you can find Leadership Makes the Difference, but Leaders Matter. Leadership Theories and Practices for the 21st Century by Dr. Goski, G-O-S-K-I, Alabi, A-L-A-B-I.
I on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and the Author House website. Our time is up, and I'd like to thank you so much for yours. I'm Cheryl Nason, and you've been listening to the Inside the Writers Cafe podcast brought to you on webtalkradio.net. You can also hear this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. I hope you'll join us for the next Inside the Writers Cafe podcast, and I'd like to thank you so very much for listening.